always a uh, tremendous nachas to be back and see everyone. Due to the recent simcha, I saw a lot of you even more recently than Memorial Day because I had to come into Brooklyn, at least for one show of brochas. So, being that, uh, as you know, our, our minig is to try to see where we are a month, a month and a half after Yom Naram and Ola Kabbalah's, and then have some sort of uh, tie-in to Thanksgiving as well. I put it in the title this time. Most of the title is about the large cap Indian of the whole of as we will explain over the next hour. Uh, can you have your turkey and eat it too? Got some people nervous. So what we're not going to discuss today for more than the next two minutes is that already people are making diukim from the subtitle that Turkey is kosher, which it is. The minig is we assume we have a Messiah even though we don't really. But the Cherokee Indians did, and they gave it to us. So... I, I eat turkey also, but the Yechidi Skula who don't, the Shaila is the Maseira, the bigger Shaila is the Yisadoreso Chukasem to eat a dafka today, the Babayim today, the Minig in America, is to eat it the night before, the Sudas the night before, or tonight? Tonight, okay. Excuse my Amaranthus. So, there are those at Asal Gamre say it's a religious holiday from the wrong religion, and the architects of the holiday, those that pushed it for the first hundred years, were very religious in the wrong religion. And it's Asr. There are those who are Mata Bishoifi. This is the two minute version of Tenshirm in our Hukasam series, which Mr. Frecht over there on the blue shirt will have some USBs if you need any uh, refills, but this is from a few years back. And it's a big sugi chukasayim. Rav Moshe has three long tshuvas, where he's nighted this way, that way, and the third tshuva is to Mimavar, whether the turkey aspect is, and is it a reis chukasayim, is it a frivolous thing that has no tam, or we Americans would say, first time you see the tshuva, he says, of course it has a tam, you need to market something, and you need like a mascot, and you have to pick something. So he said, why the hop on the turkey? And the mishagas, the turkey... That says that if they'd use a chicken, it wouldn't sell very well. So you need something unique. But um, Ramesha wasn't convinced that was true. And for those who need to do it for Sholem Bayes and the Minig, and this is the only Suda people can get together, the only meal people can get together, is what to be saying. But Ramesha spent many, many pages, and he wasn't sure. So they're having the turkey and eating it too is not today's subject of the turkey or the Thanksgiving meal. And... Again, there's an arichas on uh, Torah stream, if you want to look it up, or on the USBs. And it's a big sugya. Not today's sugya. Today's sugya actually is even more serious. possible of the race is very serious. But we're going to discuss today something that has to do with the, I would say meat and potatoes, but that would be a bad pun. But it goes to the kishkas of what Yiddishkeit is all about, trying to get to the serious one, but you have to start off with the most of the Dechusa. 
And in about 20 minutes from now, many of you are going to be sort of hinting maybe we should go back to the less serious part. But Baruch Hashem was speaking to B'nai Teira and Nashim Sidkaniyas, and this is something that I believe we have to take a look at once in a while because for a basic principle of Yiddishkeit, nobody is Hashem, and something that is in the first passage of Krishna, so you would think that the Gedarim would be more mafursim. Whatever we say, you will have heard in various places, but put it all together and realize what a Chayv Kaddish it is and how we have to still be talking about it, working on it. As soon as you bring up anything about Avas Hashem, people right away say, Avas Hashem, that's for Lamed Vovniks. I'm working on my Yiras Hashem. To work on both. And Mahafta Es Hashem is the first passing Kriya and you need to have some level of Avas Hashem also. So we're going to begin with that and explain why it's not only important for Elam Haba, but it actually makes a very happy existence by Elam Hazeh. And uh, we will get to it, Mr. Shem, in due time. Let's begin. Avas Hashem is about Hakar Satay, so Rav Mordechai, somewhere here, just like to thank him for the continuing Messias Nefesh and the, uh, the Shul hosting. And the tremendous Kiddush Hashem, there was a bit of an effort to bring some of the people who have been on Zoom back into the room. So, Baruch Hashem, that seems to have worked. Baruch Hashem. So I see some faces who I would only see in small little boxes if I look, and now they're life-size. So that's, uh, that's Gavaldic. Let's begin with a famous Rambam or two or three. The words will sound... Somewhat familiar. We're going to try to explain just how relevant it is to us. A lot of it is found in Hilchus Tshuva, so we don't associate it with anything post Sukkot or year-round. Happens to be in Hilchus Tshuva because the Ram Hilchus Tshuva tries to tell you what the basis of at least the karm of Avedis Hashem have to be and what you have to focus and refocus on the entire year and. I mean, if you didn't, what you have to do tshuva for, but it has nothing to do with Yamim Naram per se. And the Rambam begins, and some of this, if you haven't seen it recently or thought about it, some of this sounds like a chiddish, that the Rambam would put this in the Yad Chazaka, which is Nagea, to every Yid, all of Klai Yisrael, even Benunim. And some of the uh, Makaris, very excellent safer called Devke Bitshuva, from Tigar and Eitz Yisrael, and he had a very unique ability, so unique that Reb Chaim actually looked over and only gave us, kind of looked over the entire Sefer and made Hagos, Chaim Zatzal, made Hagos on almost every page where he had a kasha, or he liked the vart, or he liked the pshat, and he would write yafa on this side, you know, one word, two words, but we're going to see a few of them. One of the biggest chidushim brought down, I immediately glanced to the right side of the page to see if Reb Chaim said anything about that, because some of it is jarring. Uh, all necessary for the pshat, and I looked there and it said yofe. So we're going to get to that one soon. But let's just start the Rambam first. Rambam, the first one, in Paragud, no, it's Tshuva. Ketzad, hi'ava haru'iyu. What is Avas Hashem? And the Rambam is talking to everyone. I can't overemphasize that. 
All the disclaimers usually don't get me that far. So first disclaimer we said, this is Nagea to, if you hold yourself to be a Bainani, a sub-Bainani, uh, between a Bainani and a Russia, between a Bainani and a Tzaddik, the Ramam's talking to everyone. And disclaimer number two is that some of it's going to sound very stark, but it's a Rambam, and it's the standard Mepharshim of the Rambam. And when we get to the really, uh, what sounds like really big Chidushim, remind me of, I'll share with you who we're quoting. So, first the Rambam. Ketzad, hi ava ruya, sheyev Hashem ava. Rambam is careful with every single word in the Yad HaZakah. Ava, we know what Ava means. Rama says, Ava Gedela. That's already a big expression. Ava Gedela, Yesera. We would call extreme in a positive way. Ava Gedela, Yesera. Aza, it's all the same phrase. Naoid. It's already, whoever needs to leave can leave. That's it's the Rambam. This isn't the uh, Rishos Chachma, who gives Musar like in the Free Degaderis. This is the Free Degaderis. The Rambam just spelling out what the din is. They're not chumras in the Yad Chazaka. That's it. It's not a chumra. So Rambam gives four descriptions to what the Ava is and how big it has to be and how much you have to focus and how central role this plays in our Avodah Hashem. Ava G'dayla Yaseira. Yaseira usually means extra. It doesn't mean that here. It doesn't mean a chumro. Aza Ma'od. Ad-shetei nafsha keshura ba'avas Hashem. What does keshura mean? You're tied to it? So Ramam later on the Allah says, Ti'avas Hashem b'leiv o'yavav shaygen batamid. You have to Think about it all the time. It has to be in your mind all the time, as much as we can handle at multitasking at the office. And Ram says, which means your entire heart, your entire nefesh has to be devoted to constantly having the Kesha with the Kesha Baruch Hu. Out of Ava, Yira, which is always needed because there's some downtime when you're not feeling the Ava as much as you should. Everybody has ups and downs. You need that backstop of Yira Shamayim, otherwise you might do something wrong. So if you're not feeling the Ava at the moment, you're not in the mood. So not in the mood could mean, okay, I'm not going to learn up this thesis as well as I should. It happens to everybody once in a while. But it doesn't mean you're going to go eat Chazer. Why not? The answer is you have to be building up the Yira Shamayim at the same time. So the Ramam is not talking about Yerushalayim over here. That's obvious. And it's obvious you have to constantly work on it. The Ramam, when he talks about Ava, says that it's a state of trying to think of a Baruch Hu and develop the Ava as often as possible because that is the Pashup Shat Litzivu in the Pasuk. And he brings down from the Sefer Charedim a beautiful Lashon. If a person is what we call lovesick, for whatever he loves, that person will be doing it what we'd call 24-7. And I'm picking and choosing very small parts of the Purushim over here, but these parts will speak to some of us. The example he gives is he will actually lose sleep, meaning he'll take away from his sleep. He'd rather sleep, fall back position as people like to sleep, so eight hours, nine hours, and he will actually curtail his sleep for the objective of what he loves. And therefore, Tida 
shinasa me'enav kenaida, a person is involved in a project and loves the project, he will give up on sleep. Put everything else aside. When he wakes up in the morning, after the small amount of sleep he got, he'll wake up with a mesikus that, oh, I'm Bar Hashem, I'm up, I'm alive, I can do Avas Hashem. All that goes into Meidani. This sounds like tremendous madrigas. The Ramam is talking to all of us, whether we're there yet or not, is not relevant. It's the concept of what we're supposed to be working toward. So, my mushal, which I'm sure I've given here before, people want to know, how can that be possible? I'm going to do with less sleep for Abbas Hashem. Well, everybody here, Baruch Hashem, preaching to the converted. Uh, we would get more sleep, but we have to daven, and we have to learn, and we have to get up early, and we have to learn late, and we're doing that already. And the Ramam says that's a function of Abbas Hashem. Uh, there are people, when they go on ski trips, this isn't a taina, I hold that of the sports, that you might be looking into, that's probably, um, at least if you're standing dollar dollars away from somebody, that's the most sneeze dig of all of them, usually dressed up and bundled, and um, it's cold, and that's good, and you just got to make sure to stay away from the people and not do all the chesed to all the people who might be on the ground because they just wiped out and you have to go help them, and I've received those shaylas, and... One guy asked me three times that, why are you always the guy with these shaylas helping the poor people who happen to be of a different gender on the ground? They said, I just went by. Ah, you leave them there. Okay, so let's assume you're avoiding all that, and uh, the cable car has a lot of room, but it's very sneezing. The amazing thing is that there are diehards who get up at four in the morning. They're on vacation. To, they got to dive in somewhere, they hit the slopes. Mama should have been serious why? It's not my serious nephew. That's, that's not my serious. It's my vacation. I love this. This is Ava. So it's easy to lose sleep. That's just one of many examples. There are people who pick your average one of the middle CEO of a startup and ask him how many hours of sleep he gets every night or she gets every night. Is that sleep? That's a, this is a labor of love. We've been working in this startup for 22 years. I haven't slept yet. And the IPO is coming very soon. But he loves it. He's into it. That's Gavaldic. So sometimes not so Gavaldic. But Ram says you have to channel this excitement to the Avas Hashem. Kamoshi Sivana Bachal Avavcha, Bachal Nafshacha. Again, it means the perfect scenario is when you're devoting all your energies and thought processes. Ramam fully understands that not everybody's holding at 100%, and you might be holding at 20%. The discussion over here today is going to be, what is the ideal? And believe it or not, as we will uh, document soon, not everybody agrees that this is the ideal. There are people walking around, believe it or not, there might be Shem Shabbos, and they would hold that that's a little extreme. If I think of Hashem all the time, I have mitzvahs, I, I daven, I learn, they might be doing the same amount. The question of where you're really coming from or where do you hope to go to is that I have to have it in mind all the time if I could and a 24-7 involvement, the Ramadan just said clearly over and over again, yes, as you would for whatever labor of love you have in your startup company or your ski trip or everything else or your sport and everything else in between. That's a chidish to a lot of people. There's no chidish in this Ramadan. Everybody agrees to this. The ideal is important. Is that we're never going to get there. But 
if you tried your hardest and you knew the ideal, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you the full schar, full faith and credit in Shemayim that you worked as hard as you can, and now we bring you up. But you've got to know it exists. It's not for tzaddikim. This is the ideal. This is the benchmark for every single yid. The Rambam continues, and he says also, wonder at first glance, well, why is this in the Yad HaChazaka? It sounds like the Messias Hashem for Lamed Vovniks, but it's not. It's in the Yad HaChazaka. Rambam says, in Allah, hey, Kalaisi Beterek De Lekabal Schar. Schar meaning Elam Habo. Ekadesh Lesagiyah or to avoid Ganem. Hareza Eisik Shalolishma. That's not the highest madrega. I know what you're all thinking. Halavai. I should have Ganem right in front of me and never talk Lashon Hara and have Elam Haba right in front of me in my mind's eye and never take off a minute and learn with Asmada. It's Gavaldik. The Rambam is bringing this Halacha Lamaisa in the Yad Chazaka to tell you that you have to know where the benchmark should be and what you're striving for. Or else, if you don't know what the din is, how can you ever hope to raise the bar and get there? So the Rambam says, that's called Shalad We all know. But you've got to know where you're going. And if a person does it not because he's afraid of going to Ganem and not for the Schar and Ganeiden, Rambam is emphasizing the Avas Hashem. The real Avas Hashem is to do it because of Ava Hareza Eisig Ba Lishma, which is the Iker Chiv, even though, as the Chaim Veloshner says, your Avedin life might be to raise it from 22% to 38%. And that's all you could do. That's fine. But you wouldn't bother raising it and be Mason Efesh unless you understood that this was a chiv to work on. As if it wasn't clear enough, and the Ram holds it's not clear enough, because he continues in Allah Chavav. So no, this is redundant. Dover Yadua Barish, and Avas Akash Bach, and Iksharis Belibish Aladam. None of this will work. And you will not steig in Avas Hashem. Unless you understand and you try to make it a full-time program. Ashiyishka batamid karoi, until you try to, even when you're doing other things, to the extent you can, understand that there's no recess from Avodis Hashem and from Avodis Hashem. V'yazav kol ma'sheba this is the Ramam who is, I don't even want to say the expression, but there are those who have said for the last 50 years that the Ramam uh, should be uh, learned very well. We agree with that part because the Ramam is the uh, golden mean of uh, Vedas Hashem. So if this is the golden mean, then that's fine. So far the Ramam says it's 24-7 and he keeps repeating it in different words to emphasize that you have to think about it and you have to work on this every day. Like you're working in Yerush Hashem, you must have said Got to work on this. The, I've told this to people about Peh in short, and they say that, that Ramah must be in the Mara Nevuchim. Mara Nevuchim actually probably wouldn't sound so stark because it's, it was a cure of safer to the guide to the perplexed. This is the Yad HaZakam for Klai Yisrael, and the Ramah says, Yazav kol ma'asha ba'ilom chutz v'imena, kemay shetziva v'amar b'cholavavcha when the Ram says the only way to get there is to keep learning and gaining insight into the Tzivuyim of the Kosh Baruch Hu.
The Ava will only be based on your knowledge. It's also emotional, you gotta work on your this, but it's a knowledge based work. And the more you learn, the more that Ava will increase. But it can never get going unless you know everything the Ramam said for the last 10 minutes that it is 24 7 and it's not that you do it when you think you're fulfilling the basics and then you're off to the races. Literally or figuratively, literally, as a machlekes v'shainim, whether that's even mutter, not a good place for a ben to hang out. And we'll get back to a, uh, a real live example of that in the email soon. To um, help this point, so there was a fellow once who told me, a graduate of uh, good uh, good yeshivas, and he was. Uh, it is probably uh, mid-40s, late-40s when we have this conversation. And he tells me he's so appreciative of his rabbeim. The conversation started off very well. Very appreciative of his rabbeim and his parents who paid the tuition because without his education, which was excellent, he would never get to where he is in his Yiddishkeit. And he's so happy he's where he is because to start working on this or what became obvious, painfully obvious, or to work at all at 48 is very difficult. So he's happy he settled into a routine and he reached this madrega. You would think I'm talking to a guy who's 107. He's telling me it's, he's happy he got here because he had a good education and he's here and Baruch Hashem, after all that work, many years in yeshiva based medrash, he can go on autopilot. So after I looked at him like he had two heads, so he said, what was the problem with that assumption? I was just expressing my curse of I said, the curse of is gewaldic. I said, the part where you said that you plateaued, that the word plateau is chazer treif in Ruchniyas. Plateaued? At what, even at 106. And a very good guy. And he was expressing the cousin David, he learned he learned well, and he does the things he's supposed to do. But in his mind, he got to where he's supposed to be. So how much higher can you go? This is at the young age of 48. So the Rambam, everything we just saw, says the exact opposite. It's about raising the amount of time you can concentrate on a Kajbrochu, even though you have no particular mitzvah to do right in front of you. To bring an example of this. So, there are Machabrim, the classic uh, Musas firm, Chavis the Sefer Yikarim, where they say, now this is going to sound like a tremendous Chiddush, even in the Rambam, but it's shot in the Rambam. Why should you have to do the mitzvahs? So do the mitzvahs. Why do you have to have a description that has to be 24 7? It doesn't take 24 7. So you'll say it does because Yechayv and Tamatayr all the time. Okay, definitely a good idea to learn all the time. Tremendous schar, tamatari connected kulam. The actual chiva gives me over a different story, and women are half of Klaiso. So, what's their chiva? We're talking to women and men. What's the chiva over here? So, the Chavis Lavavis, Sefer Karim, and many others say that Ava can't, please don't misquote this, Ava cannot be split up. And if you have any av and attachment to Elam to Gashmias, which we all do to varying degrees, that takes away from Avas Hashem. 
And Shuach Hashem is not only 24-7 in terms of the duration, it's the bandwidth in the mind. And they spell out Paferish, I'll read the Lushen here of the Chavis Lovavis. Min hanimna mimenu shetisyashiv avas habaribi libenu emisyashiv avas elam banu. If we have avas elam azeh, that's a direct steer to avas elam abba. And elam abba is not shetisyashiv elam abba, it means avas Hashem and the avedis Hashem and the ruchniyistic component of what makes us the neshama and the guf. And they're diametrically opposed. Now, I know everybody's going to be thinking, whenever I have this conversation, it's an important conversation. I've had it with many people, and people like this sugya as long as it comes out according to the notion that they thought they knew. Yushalmi is not learned by most people. But there's one famous Yushalmi that everybody quotes all the time. Whenever this comes up, right away, this is Yushalmi that says not so. So, before I tell you the Yushalmi and tell you why I'm not sure the Yushalmi says not so. We pass like the Bavli against the Yushalmi. The Rambam is saying this clearly. The Chavos Lavavos and all the Haskel Rishonim say this. The Yushalmi they're quoting is that the person will have to give din v'cheshbin if he doesn't try every single flavor of ice cream that exists on earth and every type of sushi and the like. And that's the Rambam. That's the Yushalmi that everybody misquotes that the Rambam doesn't bring down. So. What does Yushalmi mean? So, first of all, Shach was famous for saying that uh, there's also going to be a din v'cheshen for every tesis from every kiveg you didn't see. And that's not quoted too much. They said, no, I didn't get to it. Okay. So, basket robins you got to, and, and that the, the other mesechti you didn't. It's already something strange. You're quoting Yushalmi against uh, the Bavli, you all know, Lubis talks about when Rabbi Danasi died, he lifted his hands. He was a Gavir Adir, the wealthiest person in the world, and he could have whatever he wants, every flavor. And he raised his hands and he said, I had not one iota of Hano, Belamazet. So it's already a machlaik as the Babylon Yushami. If there's a mahalach to Miyash of the two, the Yushami is just saying that if there's something put here, you should take a small taste of that sushi, if you never had it before, and maybe of that uh, chocolate, vanilla, pralines, and cream, and I don't know, whatever, you'll fill in the rest. And have it once. So you see the chesed of Akash Baruch because we need Gashmias to relax once in a while, and you have it on a Shabbos and a Yantiv. And that's what the Yishami means if we pass like the Yishami Bechlal. The Rambam is clearly focused in the opposite direction. Chavis Lavovis and all the Yishami explain the Rambam. Number two, besides the Yishami, everybody quotes the firm that talk about being Makadish Lachol and being Makadish Lagashmias. It's all true. The question is to what extent and when. So if you, like all of us, need some gashmias, so use it uh, by a chasana, by Shabbos and Yantif, and a bar mitzvah as a Sudas mitzvah, and then don't get too attached to it. And then you want to steer it. So I wanted to get the Svarma Kedeshim and the Yushalmi. Meyushu, so nobody thinks, well, the Rambam is disagreeing. The Rambam clearly says, and the way Chavos Lavovitz and others explain the Rambam, there's no room for two avas, and the ava has to be only to Akash Baruch Hu, and anything Belamazet detracts from that. So how can it be? We have a mitzvah of Samat V'chagech, uh, so that's Takabi, Makadosh L'chol, and there's room for that. But the litmus test of where it stops is what you actually do with it. Are you spending a lot of time on Elam Hazen, Tanugim during the week when it's not a Mokha mitzvah? And Shabbos, uh, 
one fellow told me that he's not sure he wants to double check. He spends most of his week preparing the cuisine for Shabbos. So I said, yeah, this Shammai and Hillel needs to prepare you from Sunday, Zohar, Siyam, Shabbos, Lakatsha. So he looked very happy. He said, that's Gavaldic. So with that said, I'm not sure when you're covering all your learning with all the shopping and all this preparing. You have to be honest, where is it coming from? And there's room for it, and we should uh, be Mechabit Shabbos, and Ma'adik Shabbos, and Yantif, and Simcha. It's all Gavaldic. But the Ramam says, the Ava has to be directed to Gosh Baruch Hu, any Ava for any other thing, Gashmias, or even people, can be a stira. Now this is the part that is pretty uh, Peladic that reads into the Rambam. So the Chavos Avavos and others say, Lashon, Iyashol Adam Lev, Beis Devarim, or Beis Anoshem, Ava Shleim, Betachlis. So all the people who have been to all the good parenting workshops are going to get very up in arms now and say, oh, what do you mean? There's Avas, Abanus, Abanus. And then all the people went to the Shalom Bayes workshops before Shalom Bayes is an issue and after Shalom Bayes is an issue. So he says, Avas Ishtoy. These are derises. You want normal kids. You have to love them, and it's normal to love them just because you're human. And Abravinu, we're going to get back to in a moment, as he's doing the Akedah, was fully aware of what he was doing, and he was happy to do the mitzvah, and Ratzon Aberi was crying as he was about to do it, because he's human. So, of course you have to love your children, your spouse, and parents, Parakivit Avayim as well. It's all true, but the Lushan of the Bishayim explained this Rambam is, So, how are you of that? It's pretty heart-wrenching. Uh, how do you put those two together? The answer is, is that everybody around you is supposed to be doing their Avedis Hashem in tandem with Achdus, and there's a family unit, and there's Achrayis of Chinuch and Achrayis of a spouse, and all that's part of the Avedis Hashem, and that's not a steer as long as you know, and you can be made, which is hard to do, that you're trying to work it out, that it's all for Avedis Hashem. How would you know? So the Shev Shmeitzah, believe it or not, says that the purpose of the Akedah, if you survive this one, then um, the rest of it's going to be easy. What was the purpose of the Akedah? So there are many different things going on. It's the 10th or 9th Nisayan, to prove to Abhamavina, to prove to the world. He's willing to follow Ratzon Abari, even though it runs against everything he did in his life and undoes all the cure he did in his life, and he's going to do it anyway. Certainly true. Also, since we quote this Farmakadashim, point out if never heard this idea, it's fabulous. Not only was it an Isayan, but it actually was the Yeshua, the only way Yisakavinu could become a father and start Klai Yisrael, continue Klai Yisrael. Akashi told me and now you tell me to Shechtim. It's a steerus. He didn't ask the Kasha before the Nisayan, he asked afterwards. And the answer given in the Chazal Rashi brings it down is that I told you to bring him up. You could put him down. The diak that he anticipated his design was take the Pashup shot. What's also going on over here is the fact that the Zayar Kaddish says that he had a partial uh, aspect of an Ashama of an Akeva and he couldn't father children. And when he saw the knife, Parcha Nishmasa, and the one that came back in was the full Zahar to have children. So not only was it not a stira, how can I have Klai Yisrael if I kill him? You could only have Klai Yisrael if you almost kill him, which is a whole different view of things. Besides those two, the Sheh Shmeitzer says, Sheh Shmeitzer says that this is the main aspect. You can have a lot of Nisyanis. Do this, even though it's difficult. 
you know, jump up and down uh, a million times, even though it's uh, something physically very, very extremely difficult, the Nisayan has to match what we're trying to build in Ruchnius. Sheish Maitza says, and he brings a raya from the uh, Pasuk, what's missing in the Pasuk. The original Tzivoy, Kachnas Binches Yechitcha Asher Hafta. After the Nisayan was, was over, so Kosh Baruch Hu tells Abmavinu what he just gained from this Nisayan besides passing. He had some Nisayan. Notice how Bencha Yechitcha leaves out Asher Hafta. The only phrase left out. And the Shev Shemaitza says the reason it's left out is because the Nisayan was here not only to prove what Abba could do, listen carefully, it's that Abba naturally loved Yitzhak, waited for him 100 years, loved him so much as a father and a child and as the Hemshech of Yisrael, that Ava could interfere with his Avedis Hashem because if you have total Avedis Hashem, there's no room for that. And Akash Baruch Hu wanted Kaviyacha make sure that that wasn't going to interrupt the Lashma and straight Ava toward Akash Baruch Hu. Even though it was 98% of the way there, he only looked at Yitzchak as the Hemshech Chayisra. That's for Akash Baruch Hu, you need a But it was a little bit too much on his Madrega. So Shei Shmaitza says, you're told to take bincha yechitcha asher hafta, and we have to temper that ava. And to temper the ava, I'm going to show that it's not about him. Haraya, I can ask you to shecht him, and the purpose of that would be so the ava only goes to Kosh Baruch It's pretty jarring, but he says that's the he also has a pasuk shot in the Nisayan. and therefore, since you displayed that devotion and you were about to do it, and you're willing to channel all your ava to me, even by killing the person you love the most, then that proved it, and therefore you don't have to kill him now. Now, when you walk out, everybody loves sound bites. So what do we speak about today? He says, I don't know, something about you shouldn't love your children so much. So that's not the message here. That's <laughs> uh, say, I'm trying to do this very slowly and deliberately. But the Sheikh Schmeitzer says this. He says that's shot in the Akedah. We're just finished with the Akedah. So how do you channel the Ava to the spouse and that's Achiv Daraisa and to the kids and, uh, and your friends? It's a Pasuk. The answer is But understand that that's all part of the Avedis Hashem. And if Hashem tells you tomorrow, don't love him and hate him if he's a Russian Rusha and he's destroying people, then you have to do that also. Don't apply that because most of the time they're Tinnish and Ishbara, some variation, perhaps, and try to be Makai of him. But the dictates of Ava and who not to display and have that Ava for is not up to us. We're emotional beings. So we say, it's got to be touchy-feely. So people sometimes defend for themselves. They say, I'm not that good at this. My working is, but I, I don't feel it. I got to like, I got to feel it. It doesn't, it doesn't tickle me. That, it's an understandable statement, but that's the opposite of what Avos Hashem is supposed to be. It only has one application. Is this increasing your Avos Hashem or is it not? Let me read to you the following partial email I got from somebody. This really uh, puts this into focus. And I told him, we were discussing it, and he put some of his thoughts into an email, and I called him back afterwards. And it's a person who's in business and learned in good yeshivas, and is a very fine bentera.
And he decided years ago that he's really got up the ante and he has to not just be Yetzi the mitzvahs, which he was doing well. And I think everybody here can attest to the fact. Good news is you've got to pat yourself on the back once in a while and encourage yourself. We are doing well, Baruch Hashem. And there's more learning than ever before in Stokka and Chesed Kavaldik. The difference is this Rambam, is this something that we're being Yetzi or is this something that's really full-time in theory, and the theory of Lamaisa is therefore you have a chiv to keep building, not stop at 48. So, I'm just quoting his part of his lashon over here. I guess where the line of demarcation becomes defined is that one comes to the realization at some point that Be'etzem, there really is no entitlement. Entitlement's a big buzzword. Matter of fact, we were just discussing right before the shear. A fascinating Lifneiver Shaila was somebody was uh, about to take a train and there was somebody outside an emergency door. I didn't know what this is when you go into the station. I haven't been there in a while. And he sort of like knocked and whatever, waved, and he said, can you let me in? Which means, can you aid and abet and assist me in doing Geneva? So Lifneiver, we've been on for about a year and a half. Night Seder. His uh, USBs might have it, otherwise it's on terrorist stream, but that's pretty bad. Lifneiver applies and the only Zion mitzvahs in Geneva is one of them. So we were discussing right before the year. where in the world does that come from? Peshat Nefesh? Like it's 9 o'clock at night, it's not 2 in the morning, and people stay out. Aren't you embarrassed? The answer is I'm not embarrassed. Um, I have rights and it's an entitlement, and somehow they canceled this COVID thing that I was able to ride for free, and it's not fair, and um, they owe me money. So I can jump over, I can ask them to let me in. So what he says correctly is not referring to that general entitlement, which is a problem in society, but it's not that different that he came to the realization that I can't really just do the good things I'm doing and then say, okay, now I'm good for the day. In other words, many people believe that life is about I and what I want as long, if you're from, as long as I'm fulfilling my requirements, such as mitzvah which is a lot better than not doing it, tefillah and kaveitim, then it becomes my turn. Now, if you wouldn't have had this half-hour introduction, would you think that's a strange sentiment? I think most people would say, yeah, that's, it is my turn. I was the see, I finished, and it's my turn. Once you see these rum-bombs, there is no such thing. There's something called R&R, and you've got to relax once in a while, and you can even exercise, and if it's on a ski slope and you're minding your own business, then uh, it might be a good exercise. But it's not there as an entitlement that I was Yetzi and therefore it's Magili. It's a big difference. And you can have somebody who didn't know this, didn't hear this, and somebody who did, and they might be still clocking the same amount of hours and learning and davening. But it's a different direction in life. And if they're doing whatever they can, the guy who knows it in Shemayim will say, well, I'm gonna, we're going to give you full credit because you really knew this and you're working toward it. And you schwitzed because you understood you had to get there. The fact that you didn't get further than him who did a kalachayad and then enjoy himself is irrelevant. But you have to know the aside and know that it's an imperative. So he's saying that he sort of came to this realization just by looking at the sources, like the Rambam. You can't ignore this. This is not Adas Yachid. And after I fulfill the requirements, many people thought and he used to think, then it's my turn. It becomes my turn to ride my bike for the entire Sunday. Now, if that's your exercise and the doctor told you you need to ride your bike for nine hours, I'm not talking about a specific Sunday, every Sunday. 
what's wrong with that? I learned the daf in the morning, I went to davening, I wrote some checks on Sunday morning, I even had another seder after that, and uh, I have eight hours left. And Thanksgiving, I have Thursday, Friday, Sunday. What's wrong? Again, if you need that three-day vacation, that gets you going for the next four months, it's a different story. Talking about the need is based on the perception that I was yet to already. So why would I be held accountable? I have so much free time, I want to enjoy myself. Now it's my turn. Is there such a concept? So the Rambam just said nine times that there isn't, unless you can't survive otherwise. You've got to mentally survive. You've got to relax once in a while. You've got to physically be fit. Putting all that aside, does that take nine hours? So somebody who doesn't know this aside is not going to think about it. What difference does it make? It's my time. I'll do it whatever I want. Who cares? I have to cheshpin what I need? The answer is, of course. That's a chiddush to some people. My time to ride my bike for the entire Sunday against, not against bike riders, if that's your time and you get your three hours of exercise, the question is, Adkama, my time to sit and watch the Super Bowl, which wouldn't be motor for other reasons, perhaps, but assuming everything is sneeze dick and, uh, and there's nothing else going on, and I don't know how long they play, but it might take a couple hours. So who said you need four hours? My time to get together on a Shabbos afternoon and sit and schmooze until Mincha? So you'll say, during the winter, that's not a big deal. During the spring and summer, it is. And even during the winter, you, depending on how fast you ate, that's a big, I'm going to the Shia before Mincha. That's great. That's a start. Shaila is, what are these three hours? Is this free parking? Or is this a cheshpin, not an exact cheshpin, we're human, that I need to sleep a little bit, I need to relax, I need to schmooze, and I still have an hour and a half left over, but that never came into play, because I'm putter, I finished davening, we just had a long davening, I heard a drosha, had a share in the morning, and I have four hours, so it's mine. So the, it's mine is against the Rambam and all the Gemaras. And that is, this is a worldview, which you can be learning many, many years, and not realize that uh, it's not that there's a sheet like this. Oh, that sheet is a Rambam. The Rambam is just reporting the Gemaras. Nobody argues on this. My turn to go away on winter break. That's okay, that's a little more again. And sit by a pool. I don't know why you'd want to sit by a pool in New York on winter break. Kind of cold, but sit by a pool frolicking all day or most of the day. So what's wrong? It's my time. No one views this as wrong because they believe they're doing what's required of them. After all, that morning they did the daf, they performed chesed, learned with their kids, checked off all the boxes that need to be checked, so now it's all about me. Which doesn't make them bad people. These are great people. We probably know some of them, like ourselves. And we're doing mitzvahs and we're trying to do more. It's gewaldic. But, as I said, this shmuz is for B'nai Teirah and for Nashim Sagan, but it's all true. It's not a chumrah. That's the chiddush over here. He continues... The concept of being an obsessed fanatic with Torah, I remember if we covered this last year, but somebody informed me within the last year, year and a half, I was thrilled to hear this, that the word fanatic is where the word fan comes from. I'm not talking about the oscillating thing going back and forth. I'm talking about the guys who we think are crazy screaming and yelling in the stands and going wild and spending seven hours during, before, and chazering over all the stats. So we think that's very normal. That's very American, very normal. And we don't call them fanatics, we call them fans. The fan is from the word fanatic. And that's a compliment. 
You're very, very involved and passionate about the things you love. If somebody just in a one-minute soundbite again would, as you chaz this over with your friends, if you would tell them, oh, the shear was about that it's really 24-7, they'd call you a fanatic. And you tell them, yes, I'm a fanatic, like all those guys in the stands who are shortened to fan because fanatic has too many syllables and it's hard for people to say. And yes, what you're passionate about, what you love. And the Rambam says, Av Hashem is 24-7. So, obsessed fanatic with Torah, and it appears to be a foreign concept even in the minds of many from Balabatim. At times, he's made the eight Sahara pounds hard by telling me to look around and notice that most people who are not Klikaidish don't live their life this way. If you're Klikaidish, even in a weak moment, you've got to live your life this way because you've got to, whatever you're doing, you've got to give shear and you've got to deal with the Tamidim and you've got to be Isaac Abbas Hashem all day, even if you're not in the mood. You better be in the mood. But if you're already in a schedule that you're learning as much as you can, a little morning, a little at night, and Sunday and Thanksgiving, and the schedule is, but then we go on midwinter and midsummer and all the other things that we're fanatic about uh, joining the fans in various uh, activities that are very American. Again, as a break, if it's kosher, which often it isn't, but if it is and you check that out, that's fine. The question is, did you make any cheshpin that this is not free time that you're filling. It's time that has to be peeled away so you maintain your composure and you're healthy and you're uh, mentally healthy and physically healthy. Did that cheshpin happen in the mind? And the Sahara is pounding away. You look around and most people are not uh, doing that. Someone were to read this email, they would say, relax, take it easy, you're way too extreme. But to me, this is the greatest challenge. It's giving up the eye and realizing that one is here for a very specific purpose, which must clearly align to the Ratzon Abari as defined by Chazal. How do you go about trying to incorporate this if Lamaisa, there are a lot of very good people, nothing but compliments for them, in all areas, but there are still people who don't know or don't assimilate this concept into their way of life, and it's not internalized because it's not really clear. The first thing is you have to have it clear. Then what do you do? So one fellow once told me, he says, I got it, it's, the Ramam says it, all the sources say it, it's absolutely true, but there's another Gemara, so he's going to start quoting the Yishami again. He said, no, it's not the Yishami, he says that there's um, many Chazals that say you can't be perishing at Seber. So can't be... I said, it depends which CB you're trying to align yourself to. And they're all good, but you can opt to go a little higher. So, two Makarios I want to share with you, just a Mazarzen El Mizurazen. Chaim once said, Chaim Biscuit once said, the Gemara base. We all know the Gemara. And it sounds out of um, character. Like, why is the Gemara telling you this conversation? Amr Chizkiya, Amr Abiyamim, Hashem, Hashem, Yechai. Risi Bnei Aliyah. Even though according to Rambam, this is not Bnei Aliyah. This is marching orders for everybody. So who gets there? Risi Bnei Aliyah, Vehem Bawatim. In Elafhein, Ani Ubeni Mehem. In Mehem, Ani Ubeni Mehem. In Shnayim Hem, Ani Ubeni Hem. So Rav Shimon and Rav Lezer, Rav Shimon. Why do you say this? He's not showing off. 
That sounds like quite a statement. There's very few. If it's 1,000, we're in the list. If it's 100, we're in the list. If it's two, that's the whole list. I said, why did he say this? So he says, Pashat in this Gemara is that you don't have to worry about being perish and looking holier than thou if you're not looking to be condescending. And even if your chevra is not really aware of this concept, they're not into it, and they keep asking, why don't you come with us, we'll do this, and you say, no, I, I like to relax, but too much time, it's a parish in the so Rav Hashem said, if no one's doing it, and Baruch Hashem is not no one, make sure you're the two that are. So he's not saying it's a godless himself, he says it has no choice, and if there were only two in the world, I would feel obligated to do it myself and tell my son, that's your chiv. That's why he's saying it, and that's why it's in the Gemara. They're being down from Avara in a very striking diak. You don't have to be a big Baal diktuk. That's unusual. So, Aviron used to say that the message, and this is really the Pasuk that puts it all together, you have a bracha klala, and if you want the bracha, you'll get schar for everything you do, but if you want the bracha to be a real Eved Hashem, you have to know what the program is, you have to know what the requirements are. So, the Pasuk in many forms puts it out for all of Chai And then reminds the Yachid that if you look around, not everybody's really into it as much as they could be, you're the Yachid, and it doesn't make a difference, and you do what you have to do. Same concept as of Shimon and his son. Now we get to the how-to, even though we're soon going to run out of time. So many people, when they hear this, even though it's more than very convincing, the, the Makaris speak for themselves. But they get nervous because we're human and we're not on the highest madrega all the time. And we feel it's going to affect our Simcha Sachayim Belamazeh. This is crucial. Because not only does it not affect the Simcha Sachayim, it actually will make you a lot happier. The reason is that the more you work in your Avas Hashem, the more Bitochen and Amuna you have. Because if you have Avas Hashem toward Akash Baruch, you feel the relationship. And then you feel the Av that Hashem has to you, and that is a guarantee for increased bitachin, that whatever happens, whatever's going on, Hashem loves me, this is not to my detriment, and therefore I'm okay, whatever happens. You end up spending a lot less time. Most people spend many hours a week just worrying about things. Half of them don't materialize the things you didn't worry about all of a sudden pop in. That was, that's by design. You haven't noticed yet. And the purpose of Avas Hashem, of always being connected, is that it gets rid of most of the things that are annoying to us, that we worry about, that are really nonsensical, and it's really all associated items like covered and kina, which is how much money you have and don't have, and, and maybe you're missing out on some great food event, or other forms of Gashmias, and people worry about that most of the time. That's what takes up most of the bandwidth. The more, even if you're not doing Lamaisa, more learning and more mitzvahs, you will end up doing, but even if you're not, if you're just focused on the Avas Hashem 
and you're guaranteed, you feel that guarantee that Hashem is giving you whatever you need for your matzav, you will be a far happier person. Rav Sternbach, we too is Lushen, he has one of his Sfarim on Tshuva. He says it, um, he's from our generation, he's from three generations ago already, but he knows exactly what's going on. I had many, many long conversations with him. His English is better than mine. Maybe that doesn't take much, but it certainly sounds better because he's British. He says in brackets, Nebuch. I did. A people of Mamish involved in this all day. It's all they could think of. Like, get it. Get a life. You know, we understand. I'm from also. Do mitzvahs. But, but you know what? It's not, uh, not all day long. Every time I see you, it's a dry terror. Can't you talk about something meaningful like politics? That's very worthwhile. That, that's what there are some people. The next two years, they're going to be following. Instead of the surprise finish we seem to always have and just waiting to the finale, uh, they're going to follow every Havamina and Havamina and Havamina. It's not a sugya. You don't have to know the Havaminas. So, and they, people get so nervous about this two years ahead of time. And people ask me, what's going to be? I said, what's going to be a what? I don't know they're turning to. And they tell me nine Havaminas, nine scenarios. Each one is a bigger doomsday prediction than the other one. I said, you know what? That all sounds pretty bleak. I'm just going to wait two years. Tell me what happened. Like, why? Why? Why not get, get a life? I told him get a life. Well, this is what you're spending your time on. You do your shtadlis. Uh, we did a shtadlis. And Rockland County seemed to be in the eye of the storm recently, like Muncie. <laughs> so we did a shtadlis. And we did a shtadlis. I spoke about it. The shtadlis was 24 hours before the election, and it worked. Sometimes you need a few weeks before, but not to live it 24-7 for years at a time. So, he says, people, look at these people, Nebuch, they're not involved in what's going on in the world and the culture. And they have so much Yerushalayim, Kabum Kal Yom Bapach they're shackled, this is all the Havamina. People look at them, Nebuch, they're shackled with their Pacha and their Eimah, the Yerushalayim. Those are the happiest, calmest people around. We're talking about Olam Hazen now. It'll help you all in my ball also, because you'll do the Avedis Hashem more and more, the more sepik you feel. If you're on a tight schedule and you know you have my time, or you think you have my time for the next eight hours, and you're doing a mitzvah, you'll try to hurry up. You're from, so you'll do it, but you'll try to hurry up so you can get to my time. If my time doesn't exist, you're not in a rush to go anywhere, because you're having dveikas with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And then when you need a break, you'll take a break, and that's also dveikas. Then you're Makash Lechol. He says, these people are much calmer, and he says, the way it works, this is a great psychological insight. The Yira, people have Pachat and Yira. Or people have Ava. These are strong emotions. As we said before, in the Rambam, the bandwidth is such, we really, we like to claim we multitask. We really don't. So if you're nervous about something, the thing you're most nervous about will dominate your mind and the whole atmosphere and everything else pushed aside. That's really what happens. He says, people are worried about every single possibility, and today it's endless because people want to follow the news. There's always somebody coughing in Bangladesh, and there's always somebody, I had to mention this, she's a sadekas of a lady, but her husband called me and said, I think she's involved in too many bigger chalum and before shalema lists. I said, why do you think that? He says, well, she's emotional and crying. It's a madriga. 
and she's spending six, seven hours a day saying to Hillam, because the list keeps growing. I said, of course the list is growing. They're getting lists from all over the world. It was never like this. People said, why is so many things happening? I said, we have to learn from everything that happens and do tshuva for it, but we're also getting information from our conference that never existed. I'm not mitigating the problems. And if you hear about it, you've got to dive with them. But if it takes over your life and you're nervous what's coming next, then that's going to affect the Avedis Hashem with Cheshik and Simcha. So he says those people are calmer because if their pachat and their ava is coming from the relationship with the Kosh Baruch Hu, then everything else is going to pale in significance. And he says a mushal, a person goes out, he goes to a beach, nice private beach, and this is his time which he really needs, the holidays, and he takes off his pants, his shirt, and he has his bathing suit, and he goes waiting in the thing, and all of a sudden, this mushal is especially meaningful to me, I'll explain you why in a minute. And uh, he's in the middle there, and all of a sudden, he didn't realize it, undertow, and there's rapids, and all of a sudden, and he's in, Nachmal Islam, big trouble. So, Shtenberg says, do you think for a moment, as he's being swept out to sea, he's going to start worrying about, somebody's going to take my pants. That I'm going to get them to somebody, I, I can't get back to show, somebody's going to take my pants, even if there's a wallet in there. Somebody's take my shirt. That's a real concern. His wallet might have money, credit cards, a big pain. Is anybody going to think that for one second? It's not even going to enter his mind. Because he has a much greater pachat replacing that now. Is he going to get back to enjoy his pants and his wallet? That's said. Much bigger concern. And that wipes away any other concern he might have about El Mazet. So the pants isn't important, the shirt's not important, the wallet's not important, everything's not important all of a sudden. I was a child of 10, and I had that, I was in the spot when he said that, Misa. That happened to me and three friends. Uh, we were, just in case you're ever traveling near the Banyas in Mangeti, um, we were, uh, and I was in shape then. Uh, I knew how to swim. And all of a sudden, one minute to the next, we were not, we were just like, and I, I remember my shirt was over there, and we were in, the, all of a sudden, we were over there. And something that leads to like a waterfall, which I wasn't interested in, uh, we spent about 45 minutes immobile because we couldn't get our footing and we didn't want to, see how strong we were versus the rapids. Let's put it that way. Uh, I remember that. I was 10, 9, 10, 11. I remember like it was yesterday. And I can attest, I was not thinking about my shirt. So, Baruch Hashem, I had to give the shear here and you guys saved me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be giving the shear. So I thank you for that. But, Haladavrahu, he's saying, everybody worries the same amount of time. The question is, what are you worried about? And everybody wants to express their emotions, their ava. The question is, where is it being directed? It's a question of what you're trying to channel and where you're channeling it to. The stipler, in many different letters, says the stipler had a very difficult life, as did any gadol who emerged a gadol from Europe, poverty, pogroms, world wars, being yeshiva where they had nothing to eat. I wasn't born in Europe. As you all know, I'm quite young. It's a mum over, but we're working on it. But <laughs> I just, the Messiah, we all have. You know all the stories. Everybody wants to know, one of my children asked me, why is it that everybody learned in the yeshivas in Europe became a gadol? I said, the only people who survived and stayed in yeshiva and then survived the war became a gadol because you obviously were made of strong stuff if you survived all that. 
It was very, very, very difficult. And he got to Yisrael, just to read just some of the Lushan they wrote out from one of his letters. He says, and this is a marching orders could die just for these few lines. You're learning any area of Avedis Hashem. There are some neo-psychologists uh, who might say, no, you've got to spend time speaking it out every day. Now, I'm not saying there isn't room for that once in a while, but no, you should, as much as you can, be ignoring it. That's what Stipler says, and almost anybody else who ever accomplished anything. It's push it, and I, I get, I deal with these things a lot, and I get always pushback. No, we've got to speak it out, let's discuss it. I said, and then they say discuss it means like for a few hours. I said, I know somebody who works, I won't say the name of the company, it's a Fortune 500 company. And there's a lot going on. Matter of fact, uh, mentioned uh, once that uh, when he gets home, he asks, his, um, he asks his wife to check his back. I didn't know what he was referring to. I said, to check your back for what? He said, I just want to take out all the knives. <laughs> just one by one. Every, I said, every day? He said, every day. Very complicated office politics. No, so I said, so how do you get anything done? He says, you have to ignore all of it if you want to work. So the only thing, you can't get bogged down with all this. And the reason why production is at an all-time low is because everybody gets bogged down because now you could just press another button and see some other tzara and get worried about it. So, Hashem, if you know what you're here to accomplish, Lu Hayisi, the disciple says, Mason Lev I would pay attention to all my tzaras, Lehisi Maspik, Liftach Sefer. I would never open up a sefer. And he starts listing. Sometimes Mamish Aniyas, we didn't have what to eat. Rabbi Chaim, by the way, grew up in this house. There were times that Mamish had nothing to eat for, for long periods of time. Matzav Abrius, Lotamid Keshura, Tsar Gidobanim. Okay. He's not referring to that. But you got to raise children. I'm not saying he's referring to Rabbi necessarily, but. Tatvan begins at a younger age if you're destined to greatness, but it's work. And I spent my life with the Ishtadlus list, Alei Mikolvakol, Rak Bederzu, it's Lachti Lumud Esadarai. And that has to be emphasized today, is that sometimes you have to talk things out. Most of the time, you've got to sideline things. You'll never get anything done in your Ruchnius. And Lahavdil, you won't get anything done in the office either. And that's push it, but it has to be spoken out now because many people are constantly falling apart as soon as the slightest thing happens. Again, I was born in this country, raised here, we have it made, and that's why we're so spoiled. But we, we have to get off that because it's affecting the productivity on every level. One more because we're out of time. I think we started uh, an hour ago. So share with you, this needs further Hezber, but there are people who obviously are concerned, they're looking for a shidduch, they're looking for panasa, and can't blame anybody for being nervous about that, and takanis chizik can be takanan amuna, and the question is what to do while you're waiting, as opposed to just worrying about it, even though that's the natural fallback position. So what? Davin, continue davin, do basic ishtadlis, but there sometimes... It's not pleasant. It's part of the there could be a lot of times that you're waiting for a job and waiting, waiting for a shidduch. And there are two options. The stipler said you can spend your life waiting or you could fill your days and nights with Avos Hashem and understand that that's all-consuming and leave it to a Baruch Hu after your regular Ishtadlis to paskin when it's going to happen. 
So just a Peltegemeise, there was a young lady, I guess she wasn't so young, who came to see the Chaznish. So this must have been latest, 51, 52, the Mispar. And understandably so. She wanted to get married, and she came in crying and complaining. He says, I'm so horrible that I go out with a boy, even if it gets to a second, third, fourth date, they always say, no, I'm so horrible. I have such tightness in these people. Why can't they, like, have some I'm, I'm not that bad. Nobody's working on the midas. And she had tightness and tightness. Understand, it's a very hard thing. Chaznish is listening. There's got to be the Chaznish to do this. Chaznish is listening and said, sounds like apropos to nothing. He says, I have a, a letter that has to be delivered to Rabbi Kiva, 21. If I'd ask you to take the letter, can you deliver it? So she looks at the Chaznish, trying to figure out what that had to do with the crying and complaining session, which we understand fully, that just took place. And she said, uh, I guess so, of course. So he said, well, the building is 21. Rabbi Kiva is not far. And the name of the family is Friedman. But I don't know which deer it is. There's 16 deer is in the building. So how are you going to handle that? So she's dumbfounded. Right foot, she's with the chaznish. She doesn't know sometimes you're with a godly. You're not supposed to answer the question. But So she's what she wasn't supposed to answer. So it was a mushal. It wasn't a mushal. He sounds like he needs to send a letter. And she's here which um, struck her as uh, interesting, but she didn't answer. And after a minute, the Chazni says, I'm waiting for an answer. So she said, well, I guess um, I'll go to the first floor and knock on the door. The Chazni told her, there are no mailboxes, no cute olive wood factory name plates. Friedman! So he says, I guess I'll go to the first floor and knock on the door. So I said, well, what happens if they open the door and you ask them, is this Mishpachas Friedman? He says, that's what I plan on doing. He says, what happens if they say they're not? Are you going to get angry at them? So she thinks for a minute, get angry at them? Why would I get angry at them that they're not Mishpachas Friedman? Why is that their fault? And he asked her, what would you do after that? He says, I'd knock on the next door. So Chazni says, this could be frustrating. What if you knock on 15 doors and nobody's Friedman? He says, not their fault. Well, if a boy says no, Kosh Baruch is telling you, this is not Friedman. So you can't have tightness on anybody. That's a madriga. She walked out a different young lady. As well, about attitude, maybe that was the reason why she's in the matzah, and I wouldn't be surprised. You're all going to want to know at the end of the story. She got engaged the next week. I don't know what happened afterwards. <laughs> I know you're all going to ask me after Shears. So I think of I have no clue. But it could be that Kosh Baruch Hu, like the Akeda, is looking to bring out a point, and that is, if you work on Yahweh Hashem, you work on your bitachin. And then if you have a relationship with a Kashbaru, you know a Kashbaru is not gonna wake you, make you wait one more second and it's not here to aggravate you, obviously. Halila. And if something didn't work out, then you have the wrong address. So 
don't get annoyed at them, don't get annoyed at yourself, there's nothing wrong with you, it's not the time, it's not the place, and Hashem loves you. But you can only recognize that if you are working on your Ava for Kashbarhu. A lot more to say, but everybody listened uh, so well and didn't walk out and storm out and throw anything. So it's a lot to think about, and I'll invite you to be to raise it to where we possibly can.